Malice Cast Actual Play. of the Defecta Code. I'm L Oni and I play Halsey Ashenfeld. I'm here with... I would be A.A. Rock, and I am running the campaign, the Defecta Code, and this is... Daisy, a.k.a. Mrs. Mouse. I'm Mrs. Mouse, it's Daisy, however you want to say it. <laughs> we'll figure it out in post. Yes. In this episode, we introduce a new character, Twitch, who's a gnome. You can see him about halfway through. Other than that, uh, Daisy goes on a wonderful adventure to acquire a chair, which we've mentioned before. Yay, I get my chair. It's super important. (laughs) Very, very plot moving, for sure. (laughs) Plot moving, plot relevant, and absolutely character relevant for uh, the development between her and Frost. It was very hard choosing. But it wasn't hard. It wasn't hard choosing because you only had six chairs to choose from in the, in the first place. <laughs> I had the houses, but okay. <laughs> in episode two, we left off with everybody going back to the Frost Manor Minor and um, Minor Minor Manor Manor Minor Minor Man, whichever, well, whichever one is. And uh, I think we were just. Going to bed, we had a long day, and uh, the the humans sleep where the elves just apparently don't sleep. Still it's care. reverie. It's a very big difference. Um, I love about the chair ceiling. <laughs> goddamn chair! <laughs> goddamn chair! Um, the chair was important, okay? Yeah. Very important. Plus, it was stolen from one of the higher noble houses, so it's even better chair that she could have stolen from anyone else. It's a fancy chair. Very fancy Super chair. Super fancy. Um, if you need more help, I just give me more proof. But I got some people that might be able to help us too. Thieves? No. Rather than say no. <laughs> I feel at this point we have enough that we should be able to contact the order and they should be able to send us some support. I will house three to four men-at-arms that we know that we can trust. I could go out and try to find three or four men-at-arms. Couldn't afford to pay them, but I could try to find them, but we would not know of their loyalty as much as we could send the missive to ask for three or four men as support. Would your order provide three or four men? Once again, good sir, I I need more, just a, just a bit more evidence. Right now... For us to get more evidence, I have to... Uh, I, I say we, we start with the servants and the journeymen, see if maybe somebody knows something. If we can confirm from more than one person that yes, there seems to be something going on. The missive will be sent out that day. I think we already confirmed that. We have from your source and from the church 
Yes. And then from a journeyman uh, swordsmith that this emblem, this, this talisman was made here and it was made here by a family that's at least in the middle of uh, the hierarchy that I can't go against without support. You're asking me to risk a lot with no support. We could go to my father. If I have a knight of the feather standing before me and my father, me in front of my father with a cleric, and we stand before my father and tell him, this is what we expect and what we believe. He may not dismiss me as being the son that just wants fear. Stand with me and, and say that you believe that, that Vecna is in trying to resurrect within our city, that there are cultists. Will you stand next to me in front of my father? If that gets me closer, if that gets me closer to rooting out this cult, then I will stand with you. Because uh, I believe my father has nothing to do with this. I've known my father my entire life, and he's not the type of man that would uh, truck with these forces. If that's your belief, then I then I will stand with you. But no, once again, no. That my my end game is this cult. My end game is Vecna, and that's what I care about. Well, my end game is the same. It's to defend my city and protect what is mine. I think tomorrow morning, I'm going to send uh, my butler okay. tonight to carry a, me a missive to my father. All right. That I request to speak with him at his earliest possible convenience before midday. All right. And I'm bringing along emissaries of note. That, that's all it says is, uh, Father, I would like to speak to you before midday. Please schedule time for me. I am bringing emissaries of note. All right. So you send your butler away? No, I never said I'd stand with you, but the paladin is going to stand with you. I'm just along for the ride. Well, no, I, well, and, uh, we fought oh, together. We, we fought and bled together, I assume. Yes. 30 minutes passes, he comes back. Ask me. <laughs> 30 minutes passes, he comes back with the same piece of paper that you sent him with, and written on the front side is the letter that you wrote your father. If you flip it over, we're in the back. It's 9 a.m. RF. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, Raphael. First, yes. I was expecting to check. Wait, your dad's name is Raphael? My, my father's name is Raphael, yes. He is, <laughs> he is Lord Raphael Frost. Raphael Frost. <laughs> so, uh, Jacob is going to go ahead and turn in for the night. Uh, I don't have a lot of accommodations in my home, but since we're going to meet very early tomorrow... I know where I'm sleeping. In the stable. Yeah, with my horse. On the horse. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I'm an elf. That can, that can happen. <laughs> but, so, uh, the butler's going to get chased oh, out of his room. The butler's going to get chased out of his room to allow uh, the paladin to have something to stay for the night. Okay. And the chase lounge is yours. Huzzah. So... I, I, my house is small. It's not very big. So. No, they're not a very large one. It's still better than any inn that you're going to find. Yes. And then we will meet for um, morning breakfast, say 7 o'clock, and then see my father at 9. The elf doesn't go to sleep. Let's say that. Well, elves don't sleep in no. trance. <laughs> He's still another A whole new like dish set. <laughs> new chairs. Oh. New chair for me. Alright. So night shift. <laughs> Paladin and fighter are sleeping. And Claire, yes. I don't know why I pointed at you when I said Paladin. <laughs> Paladin, Claire. You guys have Thief! That's me! Where do you want? What's the house next to his house look like? Okay, so. 
the orientation is at the noble court you have a band of houses that separates the commercial quarter from the governor's mansion. Okay. Ooh, the governor's mansion is at peak. <laughs> Inside the actual royal quarter, that's not a little nub at the top that houses the governor. You have the first and second houses closest to the center line. Mm-hmm. You have three and four, five and six, seven, eight, nine, ten. And so the furthest properties from the center line are the lowest of the noble houses. Okay. So I want to. So from where you are, you would have 13. So you have the 12th house, the Frost Manor, on the easternmost side of the center line. Mm-hmm. Going inward, you have House 11, which would be the uh, Genovese estate, which are friends of ours. And then you'd have the Finns, which is the 8th house, which is a uh, still minor noble. Keep going. <laughs> going in further, you have the 7th house, which is Boss, and the Denar. What are the Denar here? The Denar merchants. They are the house that deals in most of the no- normal stable commodities, the meats, the vegetables, shit like that. Local grocers. Okay. Next. <laughs> and from them... Like going down the house. Nah. Nah. Ooh. The Orazio estate. And the Orazios are metalsmiths of most... Uh, the highest repute in the uh, in the city, so they do all of the jewelry, uh, rings, things like that. Uh, that's where you're gonna find the highest repository of the the most wealthy repository of gold and silver and platinum that you're gonna be able to find in the city. We're gonna check out that house. Okay, so their estate is. Uh, well fortified outside uh, high walls, uh, 12 feet at least uh, in most places. The gate is going to be uh, mostly steel and iron work. Uh, very, very well maintained, very beautiful, very shiny uh, <laughs> with a huge shield in the middle that's going to have a big uh, ornate oak. When it's present. Yeah, a big ornate oak. Uh, very detailed that's made out of pure black. I'll never forget years. That'd yeah. be a payday. Uh, yeah. Roll a uh, perception. Twelve. Oh. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you can see uh, two uh, guard posts on top of. Okay, so you have walls that come in. Uh, you can see. We'll say it's about a. F- 400 meter wall so you have 200 meters on either side plus the uh ornate gates in the middle which are about i'd say 24 feet wide uh that would fold in and you have the the huge shield in the middle that folds in with the uh the rest of the gates on top of the two crenellations on either side of the gate you have two archer posts uh both of which are man uh and you can see inside uh, there are two roving patrols, one on either side of the main manor, and they are overlapping. And uh, you roll as well, so yeah. those are the two you can see. They yeah. overlap and they walk uh, uh, concentric, not concentric, uh, overlapping bend circles in the uh, over the uh, the main estate. Okay, time to go stealthy, stealthy. Well, let's see. Yeah. 
seems to notice your presence. Uh, they don't. Uh, they don't orient themselves at you at all. Okay. Oh. All right, roll climb. You have second story work, right? Yep, she does. Um, yeah, you have second story work, you big thief. Yeah, I just don't see it on here. And, um, yeah, well, I just fall off the wall. Hold on. <laughs> well, no, see, it's, natural ones aren't, aren't an immediate failure. In in, in 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 fifth edition, so okay, because so it would be either you can roll either athletics or acrobatics, whichever you're stronger. Um, I think it's acrobatics. Acrobatic, yes. Yeah. Which would make it a seven if I did it. Okay, so you attempt to scale the wall. Uh, you get about three quarters of the way up, but then you slide back down. Is there a tree? Uh, there are no trees. That the area around there has small bushes. And uh, nothing really else you, uh, that's climbable for you. I'm going to take a running jump and try to jump over the wall. All right. Roll your athletics uh, acrobatics. 18 plus 6. Oh, there you go. <laughs> uh, you have second story work, which second story work. Climbing does work for me, apparently. I mean, jumping does. <laughs> jumping addition, back, uh, around. Second story work. In addition, when you make a running jump, the distance you cover increases by the uh, by the number of feet equal to your dexterity modifier. When you make a running jump, before another eight feet, yeah, you're you're able to scale it very easily. And then I'm going ta da. <laughs> so you bound the wall very easily uh, the second time around. Uh, the you still install. So Jesus Christ, man! Sarah's stupid. <laughs> you guys are rolling low tonight. Uh, so the two uh, guard formations that you see passing each other in front of them, the the main hall, the the main mention of the uh, estate, uh, don't seem to pay you any money whatsoever. All right. Um, I am online. He's gonna try uh, to sneak into the house. Okay. Roll your uh, stealth in, and you have the mansion proper. You have the mansion proper in the middle, and you have three outlying buildings, two of which are on the easternmost side of the estate, one of which is on the west side of the estate. I rolled a nine stealth. Nine plus. Uh, no, it's eight plus one. Oh. <laughs> Just kind of wandered into the house clumsily. <laughs> Nobody noticed. You're stumbling. You're making noise. Over you a lamp. Are, you're coughing. <laughs> you're doing all kinds of shit that a fucking stealthy person is not supposed to do. And all four of these dumb bastards <laughs> are just talking amongst themselves. <laughs> not even. They're the third house. What do they care? No one's going to attack them. Yeah. <laughs> So, you make it all the way up to the mansion proper. Was that the direction you were heading? There are two outlying buildings on the east side, one on the west, and then the mansion in the middle. Probably the mansion in the middle. All right, mansion in the middle is uh, not well lit at this point. It's about, well, shoot, it's about 11 o'clock p.m. Everyone is out. The uh, torches on the outside are dim. The, they're, they're put out for the night. Uh, there don't seem to be any candles burning in any of the uh, At this point, I can light candles and swap around this place. <laughs> Pretty much, considering how well uh, the attention of the guards have been paid, yeah. Right. You can, yeah. So, where do you want to go? The, uh, Into the mansion. Okay, so the front facade, uh, southernmost facing uh, 
wall. The mansion has two large double doors in the middle. Like the gate, they are very shiny, very new, almost pearlescent. They look like they're made of stone rather than wood, mm-hmm. uh, but you can definitely tell that they are made of. So the front facade of the house has two uh, very ornate double doors, almost look like they're made of stone, uh, marble rather than uh, high quality wood like they are. Uh, the handles on the doors are both made of very, very fine silver. Uh, and the uh, portico on the, not portico, uh, the front porch is uh, an extended uh, dais with uh, six stairs in front. Uh, and they wrap all the way around. It's almost like one of the little plantation houses in the uh, in the, the proper shop. Uh, around the back, uh, the porch extends all the way, uh, three quarters of the way along the uh, sides on the, both eastern and western walls. Uh, then there are window space pretty much evenly all the way around uh, on both sides of the double doors and three along the back, the back facing wall. Uh, not the back facing wall, the Side. eastern and western walls. And then around the back, there are two doors. Uh, one of them you can very obviously uh, distinguish as the servant's entrance, yeah. which is very, very poorly maintained. Uh, and another one that leads with a path going directly to the state. I'm going to go through the servant's quarters and try to find a servant's pouch. Okay. I'm not a dumb thief. Uh, roll your thief tools. Um, you got a 13. What's the thief tools? To be your dexterity. So 13. 14, plus 16, 16. So plus six. Oh my god. Oh, 19. 19. 19? Okay. You're able to open the servant's door very, very easily. Oh. Uh, inside, there is a small way that leads to a T-junction. Uh, on the left-hand side of the corridor, there's another door. Uh, roll reception. Oh, I hope I roll my on this because it's going to suck. I roll elf. Two. <laughs> Four? Four total? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so uh, you don't hear any activity coming from the other side of that door. Uh, the right junction leads you to another hallway that uh, elves to the uh, south, towards the front of the house. Mm. We didn't see any swords close either because I'm out of work. Uh-huh. stupid now all of a sudden. <laughs> I'm just going to walk in the hallway. The, el- the hallway, yeah. hallway, Okay, so that takes you down and there are two more doors on each side of you and one door in front about 20 feet. Which one looks more fancy? Uh, the fanciest door is all the way at the end. Oh, fancy door. <laughs> Uh, it is locked, so roll your uh, seven plus so that's four plus six. Oh, plus six. Mm, so thirteen. Thirteen. You're able to open that. I open it. Okay. Inside, uh, it opens into a dining hall that has a very large table in the uh, middle of the hall with eight chairs all around it. Uh, it is set for nothing. So there's uh, just an empty tablecloth. And there are a couple drink glasses around the uh, the entire bar. The no, and, and on the table, and, uh, on the table itself, there are a couple of drink glasses that they set out that look like they are just waiting to be taken away. Uh, everything is not lit at all, so you're basically relying on Dorothy's here at this point. Uh, How comfy do those chairs look? Very. They look like they are very well made. They have huge cushions uh, that are bolted down to the They're bolted down. Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. Not the chair. Oh, okay. I the cushions the themselves are bolted into the chairs. Pick up a chair and walk out of the house. <laughs> okay, roll. <laughs> Fuck, no! I'm gonna lose my chair! Um, yours is going to be nine. nine. <laughs> 
I'm gonna lose my chair. I literally, my whole mission was to get a chair. This is my whole mission. Though you're carrying the chair towards the door and you're not able to get it through cleanly, it clangs against the wolf not playing. It bumps against the uh, the door jam, and you hear from one of the other doors on the other side because there are two uh, double doors that open out the main foyer, mm-hmm. the foyer. Uh, you hear from the other side of those. What the fuck? Um, get the chair back and start cleaning up the table. <laughs> Roll deception. <laughs> 14, where's my deception? Plus six, so. So, a human in uh, just leather armor with a black opaqueness to it and uh, silver filigree in the shape of vines comes bursting through the double doors. Sees you. What are you doing? Someone left a mess. We have to clean it. I'm cleaning it up. And I bumped my foot on the chair. No one else did. I am so upset. We need to clean this table because if the master sees it in the morning, I'm going to be in so much trouble. I have to clean this table right now. Yeah, you will be. Clean up. Yes, sir. And he closes the door behind him and walks up. (laughs) Is there a window? (laughs) I'm not in here, no. This is all in a close space. Yeah, yeah. Act like make the noise like I'm still cleaning the table right. <laughs> for a bit. Begging things. Right. Um, I'm gonna go and then after a while I'm gonna go to the door and peek out and see if he's on. Okay. Roll your uh, stuff in perception. So four, four. Perception. So, so five, six. six. Okay. And then self. <laughs> Nine. I'm okay. So wow. he is standing at one of the windows in front and kind of cursory making glances out the front and shutting the window. And he looks at you and says, Fuck are you doing? I need a candle. I can't see in here. You're an elf. You can see. But I keep bumping myself. <laughs> I have poor vision for now. What fucking good are you? And he goes in to one of the. Uh, oh, okay, so when you walk in, there's one doorway. Uh, on the north side of the wall, and there's another doorway to these. So he walks into one of the closets, grabs a candle, and strikes the flame, lights the candle, closes the doors, and leaves. Is there any like food or drinks left in the glasses? No, no. The glasses are empty. Uh, there's no food on the table or anything like that. Disguise kit. Can I use that on an item? On an item? Like a chair? What are you trying to do with it? Make a stain on the chair. That's pretty easy, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna make a stain on the chair. Okay, roll your disguises. 12 plus, what was it? Uh, plus 2, so 14, 14 you can make it whatever intelligence. Stain, so, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I was gonna say, it's a, like essentially makeup kit, right? Disguise kit. So you're just putting a stain on the chair. <laughs> so that's, um, uh, 15. Uh, pick up the chair, so the walk out of the room with the chair. Okay, roll. Are you trying to be stealthy with it? Nope, just so I'm gonna carry right out. Okay, then you carry it right out. <laughs> right out. He doesn't stop you. you. Just keep going with it. No one stops you. Uh, once you get outside, roll. Are you trying to be stealthy with it and all still? No, I'm gonna keep going. Okay. <laughs> On stealth. Alright, so when you get about three quarters of the way of the game, uh, you hear over your shoulder. Hey, what are you doing? There's a stain on the chair. I'm going to take it to, what are they called? Um, I forgot what they're called. Um, dry cleaner. A cleaner? The cleaner. At midnight? 
He owes me a favor. Roll deception. <laughs> oh, 20. <laughs> you roll a natural 20. <laughs> Okay, go get it clean up. Yes, sir. <laughs> with my chair. All right. I did my whole mission was to get a comfy chair. <laughs> well, you may get out of there with chair. Oh, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take chair in the house. I'm going to kick over that stool, put my chair down, and sleep in my chair. The elf is making a point. Okay. Okay. So, we lost audio, apparently, so I'm going to give you the down and dirty on exactly what happened with the conversation with Raphael Frost the patron of House Frost. The party brought to him the suspicion and the uh, meager proof that they had accumulated uh, of the cult of Vecna operating in the city of Purge. Uh, Raphael Frost, being the man that he is, did not fully commit, but did not fully uncommit himself to aiding his fourth-born son and his uh, accomplices. That being said, the inroads that uh, Raphael Frost can uh, manage to uh, hold, start a conversation with House Boz and uh, hopefully unite the houses against uh, House Block, if possible, uh, are open to the party now. And because they are open to the party, they have the capacity to move forward and uh, possibly uh, utilize uh, House Boz's assets as well as those of House Frost in order to uncover exactly who in the hierarchy and the nobility of the city of Purge have been corrupted by the cult of that. So you guys have had a run-in with the, the head of House Boz already. Uh, Jacob has had uh, decent dealings with uh, some of the people, not the, noble, not the nobility, but uh, some of the... Uh, contracted people who work for House uh, Boz. So you have a decent uh, idea of inroads that you have in your options. Um, we can probably go back to Nathan and try to go through Nathan, but um, last, time we, last time we saw Lord Boz was chewing Nathan out, so that might not be a good idea. That is true. Um, but like you, like I said, you still have, uh, you have had a face-to-face run-in with two blades. So um, he is not the greatest option, but he is still an option. Um, real quick here, quick question. Um, when we spoke with uh, Raphael, uh, Jake Jacob's father, did he say? Did he just give us his blessing? I'm trying to remember. Did he just give us his blessing to pursue it, or did he say he was going to help us? No, he did not say he was going to help you outright. Okay. He's maintaining plausible deniability, I guess you could say. Gotcha. Uh, but he basically gave you the impression that he would not kill you if you tried to uh, push <laughs> That's good. But you did kind of, uh, like, not outright say, but you did kind of imply that you uh, uh, have the order of others backing. So, yeah. yeah. But I would get some help. Yes. After your meeting... Uh, you headed back off of the uh, the the uh, stronghold proper uh, from your father's uh, uh, your father's house, I guess you could say, uh, the mansion, the stronghold, the the main house of uh, the Frost property. On your way back, uh, tacked to your front door, very uh, not 
necessary not like daggers into the uh the the front door the wood of your front door but uh, tacked in and uh placed there is a note with daisy's name on it Ooh, i got a note i rip it off and go and hide and read it <laughs> all right uh it says daisy meet me in the undercut at your earliest convenience hh okay Ooh. i'll be back everybody i take off <laughs> All right, just going by yourself. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, hey, Lori, I'm going to go with you. Yeah, well, the uh, Jacob just gives her a really dirty look <laughs> when she says that, and then looks at you, and you, when you respond, he's like, okay. Tea, All right. Coffee? It's a kind of palate when we get into the woods. Beautiful. Can you manage that? Can you manage tea? <laughs> I'm not going to make it. <laughs> So uh, I guess uh, Jacob and uh, Palsy will go into the sitting room and uh, order up tea and, and brunch. All right. So you're going to have some uh, some food. The two of you. Uh, following. I feel like Palsy just enjoying that bougie life. <laughs> well, yeah, but she, at the same time, she may be enjoying the bougie life, bougie life, but she's insulting the hell out of Jacob every chance she gets. <laughs> That's what's perfect. She gets to make fun of a nobleman's son and live the bougie life. Win-win. Too easy. I know I make it easy. I'm playing, I'm playing Jake like he's a, a snothead. Because he is a snothead. Yeah, it worked. All right. So the two of you uh, are sitting and having your tea and cookies. Thief uh, is basically running through the streets. It's very difficult to keep up with her. So roll your uh, scene. Be a good skill for this. We'll go with wisdom. A wisdom save. Me or David? David. Oh, okay. He's trying to follow you. You know where you're going. You don't have to freaking even think about it. But he has no idea. And if you lose him on the way to the undercut, he might not make it out of there. <laughs> I rolled a, just a wisdom check or? Yeah, a wisdom save. Uh, I rolled a 16 total. All right. So you're able to follow her well enough. But she, the route she's going within five minutes of actually following her through the uh, the marketplace, you have no idea where you've gone. You've gone into so many buildings and out other doors and through some basements and yeah, it's a, it's a maze that she's following like she's walking through the park on a Sunday. Um, after about 20 minutes of walking, you come to a separate, uh, not a separate, a uh, new building that honestly, if you had to, to try and place it, you could you, you have no idea where you are in this in this city anymore. Uh, and you, Daisy, you can take it from here. I do my little enthusiastic knock again. After about a five second pause, the door creaks open and you see a familiar face of an elf in uh, leather uh, chain shirts. What's your business? I'm here to see HH. <laughs> H, H is it? Huh? H H is it? Oh, I missed the first part. What? I want to see half hand, half hand, half hand, half hand. You know, One. With, the, with the missing thing on the the fingers, they're gone. Yes, we know, we know. And they close the door, and you hear shuffling about in the background uh, on the other side of the door. And after a second. 
It opens back up. One of the chain shirts is standing to the, uh, if you're walking in on the left-hand side, and the other one leads you down a very familiar corridor uh, down into the bowels of the undercut. Yay. The half-hand is waiting for you with the desk that you spoke to her earlier at. This time, however, she has a very small-looking gnome-ish gnome <laughs> to her desk. Gnome-ish gnome, the the gnome, gnome, the, the, gnome, gnome. the gnomiest gnome that you have ever seen. Did you get a pet? <laughs> pet? No. I am not a pet. Look, <laughs> got a pet. All right, that was excellent. <laughs> uh, already starting off on the right foot. I love it. This is a friend of mine. Oh, okay. Sorry. Word is that you are uh, making some moves, and I believe he could be of service to you. I believe he could be of help. And he's agreed, as far as I know. Debatable. But if you wish, and he's willing, I think he might. Uh, I think he might be able to help you. Okay. So, I'll let you uh, make your introductions, and I'll be on my way. And she leaves, without a word. Thank you. Happy. Bye. Thank you, Happy. All right, so who are you? I'm Daisy. Hello, Daisy. At your service, maybe. Name Twitch. What? The name's Twitch. Hold on, just quit a second, just... Because I can't edit through this. All right, Aaron. Oh, Aaron muted himself, so you guys are good to go. Go ahead. The name is Twitch. Now, Twitch is literally a redhead with lots of freckles, three foot something, and his hair is basically all over the place. Nothing looks like it's ever really been brushed, and if it is brushed, it never goes back in the same place twice. <laughs> the soulless gnome. So we can see why I was a bit confused thinking you were a pet. Oh, it's a ginger gnome. Gotcha. Ginger gnome. Yeah, ginger gnome. I can go with the ginger gnome. They call we, oh. because basically my brain doesn't ever stop going. And this is my my, my, my friend, the half-breed. Oh. My name is, and I, I step forward, and I... Blood race. <laughs> I, I step forward and I put my hand out and say, my name is Beldraft. Hey, Beldraft. Nice to meet you. You're pretty tall for me, huh? Compared to you, yes. We're both elves. We're both taller than you. <laughs> uh, pretty much. He's a gnome, and the gnomiest of gnomes, so therefore, he's going to be gnome size. Uh, pretty much I'm gnome size. Um, when you see Beldraft aboard, you see um, two swords kind of crossed across his back here, where you can yep. grab them and pull them out. Um, he stands roughly about five foot nine, so he looks pretty tall to you, um, but kind of average for a human, stands amongst the humans. Um, he's got a good kind of, he's not big, but you can tell he's got some muscle underneath his armor. Um, but it's striking his white hair and very light, very light eyes. We are so awesome. You can tell, you can tell he could hold himself in a fight if he needed to. Awesome. Because Daisy's got long black uh, hair and 
black eyes and she's pale. We're like complete opposite looking. But about the same um, like night and day. Yeah. <laughs> so or you also notice on uh, Beldrath, he's got an amulet that kind of hangs down. And at the end of the amulet's a black feather. Yeah. Mine uh, pretty much other than uh, looks like a piece of a big stick on his hand. It doesn't look like he's ready to do anything other than just kind of be there and walk around and enjoy life. He got he got he got a little like you know steampunk goggles up here. Nice, very lazy fair. Yeah. So we have nothing. There's nothing on his that we would see outside of maybe this the stick that would tell us what he's capable of doing. He's, he's got a couple bags around him. He's got a you know, small little backpack that's uh, at his side ready to be tossed on. It. Not quite ready to you know. Run around with it when he wants to. Okay. But basically, it looks like he is uh, always twitching around, though. I mean, face to faces are always going up and down, left and right. Like, basically, he's never going to stop. Basically, imagine. All right. So, everyone seems to be milling about uh, minding their own business. They don't seem to be paying any attention to you here. Back at the Frost House, while you guys are taking your tea and your food or uh, whatever you decided to order for lunch, there's a knock on one of the windows. Are you expecting somebody? Not through the window. Well. Well what? It's your house. Jacob will put down his his cup of tea and go look at the window. All right. On the window, there's a piece of parchment that has been pasted that says, go check your friends. He just sits there and looks at it confused. Has no friends. Because he has no friends. I <laughs> <laughs> couldn't resist. No, that's why he's looking at it. He's like, friends, friends, friends. What? What is it, Lordling? What does the note say? Check your friend. What friends? That's why I'm confused. Do they mean the halfer and the and the thief? I don't think they would mean that. How could somebody get that be that confused? I don't see how they would expect. Somebody like me to be friends with. Oh, the paladin's okay. Would you call him Haffer? Yes. <laughs> that's that's a new one on me. Um, We're well, half elf, half human. <sighs> Shall we go and find them then? I guess. Or do you think it's a trap? I always think it's a trap, mm, but because nobody likes you. I know. That's fine. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. So I guess uh, I'll finish my tea, grab my cloak, grab my sword. Oh, we're not leaving right away. We're finishing our tea first. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Why would you? That sounds bad. We're just in mortal danger. Why would you leave? Yes. No. Collect up my cloak and give the uh, the little you know ladies first hand signal and I brush it away and walk out the door. Okay. So you're making your way. Let's see. All right. So after finishing your tea and whatever else you like, you realize that. You're not entirely certain where the hell they went. Yeah. And I'm not entirely certain friends. The only thing I can think of when it says friends are the people that I attended the academy with when uh, I was learning spellcasting. And I wouldn't even call them friends. So I guess we're just going to go walk around the merchant's quarter and see what we can see. Really? The merchant's, the merchant's fifth. The merchant's fifth. Really, you have a cleric who can call upon divine beings, and you just want to walk around aimlessly. <laughs> <laughs> you are. Isn't well, hold on. Isn't let's see. Walk around aimlessly, or call upon divine beings. I think those are one and the same. <clears throat> okay. 
you go off by yourself. Let me ask, you know, important questions to figure this out a bit faster. Guidance. Cast guidance on myself. Do I roll the cast or is it just I cast it? You did this. No, you did cast it. Okay. And then what ability check do you want me to do? Uh, you can do insight or roll. Uh, you can roll a, a regular wisdom save to see if you remember anything about the note that she read. Okay. Uh, well, my insight is seven, so seventeen plus a d four plus a d four twenty. All right. So uh, your recollection is very clear uh, after casting the spell. You can re- remember very clearly the note that she read was sign H H. She had spoken about. Her friend, quote unquote, half hand. Yes. And based on the information she'd been given by the church, the half hand is the leader of the elven resistance in the undercut, which resides underneath the uh, mark, the merchant's fifth. See, I'm not that dumb. I remember the merchant's fifth. That's why I said, let's go wander around the merchant's fifth. Yeah, but work smarter, not harder. Let's head to the merchant's fifth then. Your lordship. <laughs> All right. So you guys make your way to the Merchant's Fifth and start just wandering, or are you looking for something specific? Can I look for like a like a path or somewhere that would lead down to the underside of it? Roll perception. Oh damn! Twenty six. Twenty six. Yeah. Holy shit! After a minute or two of walking around in the uh, the market. Fifth. As you're walking, you you uh, after a couple of minutes in the uh, the merchant's fifth, uh, you start noticing on the uh, signposts and the all of the things that are directing any sort of traffic, any sort of signs at all. Uh, you can see uh, little cuts in the bottoms of some of the signs and some of the uh, the posts themselves. Mm-hmm. And after a couple of glances at it, you can start to decipher that it's a map that's leading you through random random intersections random houses random shops random houses i mean everything it, it, the as you're following this this path it it takes you into a circuitous loop through spiraling through the uh, the entire market quarter merchant strip okay and eventually ends at a very nondescript very drab building is there a door there's a door and I motioned the ladies thing uh, to the Lord like he did when we first walked out, but to to Jacob at this door. Well, Jacob's just going to stare at her for a moment, kind of blankly, like, okay. He'll pause, he'll take a breath, and he lifts up his hand. He does something weird with his fingers. I'm going to go ahead and cast Mage Armor on myself, Aaron. Okay. Because I don't think I'm wearing my leathers right now anyways, so I'm just going to put the Mage Armor on myself. And charge my uh, my arcane rune of protection. Okay. Because I'm feeling a little little nervous here. And then I will uh, open or knock on the door. Okay. You knock on the door, and the door creaks inward slightly, like it was already kind of open. Fun. I will push it the rest of the way open. All right. You push it the rest of the way, and the light from outside, because uh, it's midday, spits uh, spilled inward. And this is a very dimly lit room, so in the uh, shadows cast, you have kind of dim spots on both left and right sides. But the light spilling in is enough to illuminate the bodies of two elves that have been massacred. Uh, there's blood all over the floor, and both of them are very 
very, very dead. Immediately reach back and pull the short sword from my belt. Also pull my mace from my back. Alright. Roll perception. Actually, you guys both have passive perception going. I, for, I keep forgetting about that in 5 So your passive perception uh, is enough to tell you that the only things that are in this room that you can that you can sense are those two bodies on the floor. Can I check the bodies? Yeah. Roll a medicine check. Do medicine. Nine. Fuck. Okay. Well, they are very dead, as you can tell. They're, the cuts on them are very, very deep. It looks like uh, puncture wounds going straight through the chain shirts that they're wearing, and their throats have been completely severed almost to the spine uh the f- blood is still warm and it doesn't look like these bodies are very much older than maybe 15 20 minutes mm. jacob is just standing back not getting near the bodies just looking at them like hmm and kind of motions he goes well heal them they're gone they're not gone they're right there no they're dead kind of clear for you um yeah all right so uh yeah I have, I mean, spare the dying, that living creature that has zero hit points. He was being an asshole. Yeah. Because you're giving him crap. All it would, oh, you know, yeah. oh yeah. yeah. No, these elves are dead. But no, continue to make jokes like this is some fun game we're playing. And it's a good thing I'm not standing there. You'd be stabbed. <laughs> Looking around the room, is there any, any other exits out of this room other than the door we came into? And windows. There are. There are two. Uh, one of which... You're, you're almost able to hear uh, what hear, sound like faint footsteps echoing down. It, it's almost like a like a tube that's heading into the earth. It's been carved out of the very, very bedrock stone. And it's heading down at a very, very steep angle. But you can hear the faint echoing footsteps of someone running through there. How dark is it? Very dark. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to go ahead and cantrip cast uh, light onto my... Uh... I guess I'll put it on my on my shield. Okay. Will that be enough for both of us? Yeah, it's basically a torch. Yeah, it'll be for both of you. I'll cast it onto my uh, onto my shield, so my shield is now like a torch. Don't want to do it on the sword because then people can see the sword. Makes sense. And uh, look at look at the cleric and go follow, I guess, and I'll start walking down that that steep graded tube. All right. Behind him. All right. So you guys start walking down. The rest of you down in the un- actual undercut proper. What are you guys planning on doing? Maybe I mean, do we at this point do we know anything that's going on? We're just in this room talking. You guys, you guys have just met uh, Twitch, and uh, you guys are making your introductions and and everything like that. And then it's up to you where do you decide to go. Let's go back. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you're heading back up to the uh, the merchant's fifth. Yep. Yeah. Sweet. All right. So following Daisy, uh, it doesn't take you very long to get out of this main cavern. She pits what looks like a random corridor, well, to the paladin, it looks like a random corridor. The Twitch and Daisy, they both know exactly where they're going. They've been in and out of here quite often. What's everybody's passive perception? Uh, mine's 13. Oh. No, it's 12, 14. Oh. Hers is, uh, uh, Daisy's is 14. Eleven. Jacobs is fifteen. Fifteen. Dalsey's is fifteen. Okay. Because I have a um, wisdom of twelve, so that's plus one, right? Yes. You see? Okay. Yes. Yeah. Dalsey's is seventeen. Seventeen. I lied. So that seventeen is easily enough. Uh, one of the uh, 
uh, turns that your uh, corridor takes, empties into a smaller, uh, not 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 a cavern per se, but a tiny cave that's just basically like a just a flattening of the uh, the actual uh, a flattening and a widening of the uh, the actual tunnel that you're walking through. Uh-huh. But uh, Daisy, as you're leaving them out, you can hear a slight scuffling and uh, of boots that uh, you really don't feel like. They should be here. No one stops in this this part of the the. No one stops in this part of the tunnels. Okay, Ninja Bash. <laughs> Roll it. <laughs> uh, Fifteen plus my stealthy, which is eight. Do I really need to add any more to that? Eight and fifteen. <laughs> no. Uh, um, if she, if she, if I do, do I see her start to like walk into yeah, the shadow? Yeah, you're kind of melt into the shadows. Yeah, I'm gonna do the same. I'm gonna go to self. Poor no. Oh hell yeah. <laughs> so I've got. Oh, fuck no. Uh, I got a 22 total. Okay, easy enough. Yeah. So Twitch, uh, both the elf and the uh, half elf that you were following, uh, just kind of melt into the shadows in front of you uh, without a word. Fuck no. Invisible. <laughs> we're all stuck here. We're gonna be the ambush party right here, baby. Yeah, we are. <laughs> Nobody gonna see us coming. Okay, so all three of you are very, very well hidden. Do you proceed into the uh, the break in the cap, the break in the tunnel? Yes. Before we do, I want to just kind of ease to ease my weapons out. You don't normally go into stealth without. You don't normally try to hide without something about to happen. Okay, so you're easing your weapons free. All three of you, the cavern, the, the tunnel spills out into this, like I said, it's a little just a flattening and a widening, basically. So the cavern, the, the tunnel that you were walking through is about seven feet wide. This uh, little break is about 14, maybe 15, and about 20 feet deep. Uh, in it, there are really no places to hide, and you see a group of humans in cloaks, uh, two on either side, hiding against the wall in the shadows very, very badly. <laughs> Oh, that's right. Our entire group has dark vision. At least the three of us do, so we can get it pretty easily. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And they look very uncertain. They're kind of, you can see the heads turning from one to each other. Like, they're very confused right now. How far away are they? Uh, You guys walked out into the, through the, the middle of the break in the cavern, so they're about six or seven feet on either side of you. And they're the only ones. So, is there any light source? Is there any light source in this hallway? No, that's why they're. That's why they think they're well hidden. <laughs> oh, okay, so basically, they probably can't. They can't see us, but we can see them. Yes, you can. Okay. Is there? You said there, they have black cloaks. Is there any sort of markings or anything on it that we would note that we might be able to see to identify who they might be? Cool. Daisy would recognize the cloaks look very familiar to her. They look like the same people that you fought in, in the uh, the Quarric House. All right, so I'm going to um, walk up to one of them and stab him in the throat. Okay, roll your attack. Ten plus my... What am I adding? What weapon are you using? Uh, probably my dagger. So plus five. So plus five, so 15. Okay, well, 15 will hit. Roll your damage. Uh, that's the d6. Three plus so six. All right. So um, you. Well, I, I got a quick question for you. Would she have an advantage on this this roll? Yes. So oh, roll your d twenty again, just to make sure you did, you don't actually get a crit. No. Four. And then roll your d six again because you get your sneak attack damage. Three again. So 
was that a total 12? Nine. 12? Nine. 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 Sorry, nine. Okay. So you sink your dagger into, uh, you're, you're aiming for his throat, but he luckily leans forward to yell at his friend right as you're doing it. So it glances off the back of his neck. Doesn't cut nearly as deep as you were hoping it would, but uh, you still do a moderate amount of damage to him. And he yells, they're here! And uh, L and Tim, you guys both hear that echoing up through the uh, the, co- the corridor that you're walking through. And it does not seem that far away. Should we run? Lead the way. <sighs> I'll start running. Okay, we do... The shield up, you know, the uh, so the lights like going in front of us so we can see. Got the shield up in front of me, kind of Captain America style, and I got my uh, my short sword sitting on, on the top. Okay. Yeah. And you're running like that. Okay. Uh, roll everyone that's in the cavern will roll initiative now, and you guys will be first. Great. Okay, so <laughs> seventeen. Seventeen. Uh, Eleven. 21. All right. So Matt, what'd you get? I got twenty-one. Good first roll of the good first roll of the asset. Surprise, everybody. Encounter in the cave. Will the party survive? We'll find out next week. Will Daisy get to get home and sit in her newly acquired slash stolen chair? My chair. <laughs> Jake Frost be stabbed in the back, finally. Possibly by Daisy. Who knows? Maybe. How will Twitch work out? That's the true question. How will this new gnome that uh, no one's met, that's uh, given to them by the half hand, actually function in an actual fight? We'll find out. He's the new pet. Friday, 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for all things nerd podcast. Check out the podcast every Friday night, 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time at twitch.tv backslash malicecore. Play with us because it's a, it's, a, it's a blast. You might catch some of us on that. <laughs> you might actually get to see my face. What a nightmare. Or mine. <laughs> Not mine. You don't, get, you don't get that privilege. Send letters, write emails, send text, talk about it. Comment, like, share, all that good stuff. Till next time. is going. You guys are hot. My thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so who's going to introduce the actual episode? Episode three. Episode three? Of the Devecta Code. The Devecta Code? Yeah. Yay, I said it! <laughs> First time ever. Yeah. Hi, this is Malice. I play Daisy. And we're on episode three, the Devecta Code. I said that wrong. Good. The Vecna Code. The Vecna Code. The Devecta Code. <laughs> Oh my god, I can't say it. I tried to do the intro. <laughs> uh, you want to try that again? Hi. Hi, I'm Mrs. Mouse, and I play Daisy on this episode three. Oh my god, I can't say it. Okay, stop. Right. Go ahead. Oh.